What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Slab Sox live stream here at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We are not in our normal location. First of all, Nate and I are together. Yeah. That, that's something that's way different. There we go. And we are also at PWCC. We are at the PWCC headquarters in Tigard, Oregon. They've got the vault. They've got different recording studios, tons of different cool stuff here. It's been a really awesome time so far. We've shot a ton of different videos, a lot in the World Cup and everything. But today we've got a special live stream going down because we actually in hand here are able to show a few of the insane, insane cards in the PWCC Premier Auction ending or Premier as they like to say. Because <laughs> I'm not, you know, from England. <laughs> Premier Auction ending on October. October. It's for sure like the 20th. October 20th, right? Yeah, October 20th. <laughs> One detail I forgot to look. October 20th. And uh, first card we were just showing there right now is the Patrick Mahomes Contenders Crack Dice Auto number out of 25. PSA 10. In person. Oh, man. It oh, is crazy. Gracious. Also, shout out to these amazing cameras from our guy Forrest here. Pick, picking up the Crack Dice. Incredible finish on that card. But first of all, Nate, before we get into all these different cards, talking about the different ones that are coming One second. Got to block Manny really quick. <laughs> Couldn't have given Nate a booster seat. <laughs> That's funny. Good looks, Manny. Um, before we get into talking about all these, we have nine cards to show and two different items, one memorabilia, one video game, actually. Nate, what's your first impression of, like, dude, just that vault and the door and all that stuff? Uh, it was very intense. When you hear vaults, you know, bank vault, this and that, you don't really know what to expect. And then you go and see it. You go feel how heavy that door is. And you go see the inner door. And how thick the walls are, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a legitimate vault, um, legit safety there. That uh, if you were concerned about your cards beforehand, you never have to be concerned again. That thing is intense. Seriously, there's multiple different protections on it. There's cameras everywhere, and the door itself, you really gotta like use some muscle and move that thing. I can barely move it. Uh, Nate, I guess is a little stronger than me, probably, so I can shut that thing pretty easily. Fatter anyway. <laughs> But uh, we are, we're quite excited to, to show some cards here today and talk about the auction. So first thing that we're going to do is we're going to walk through the nine cards we have here, show up the two different eyeball items we normally don't talk about, and then probably also hop on to the actual platform itself and just show a, a little bit about the premier, premier auction and what's ending. Uh, Will has a recommendation or a, a suggestion or what I guess what you call it. Can you show the soda red? I'm interested in trying to figure out why it's a seven. must be a service issue. So Will, actually do not have the red in front of us because we, we only pulled out uh, nine different cards to show. However... If you do go on to the auction itself, maybe I should screen share that right now. Um, if this works, I'm going to screen share it. And you do go and type in Soto. They have these massive robots, massive robots that image every single card in the premier auction plus in the weekly auction. So this one right here, obviously, you're seeing it spinning right now. Um, that is a, a robot specifically for the premier auction cards. And then for the um, weekly auction, they've got a different one. So it's got super high res scans. I know the surface underneath graded card cases. It's hard to tell anyways. But you can pretty much get as tight as you want on there on the scans. The 360, you can move it around. You can zoom in um, like that and such. And this takes like 180 different pictures or something like that. And then puts them all together to get this video. It's crazy. That's so insane. I know. Isn't it just nuts? So um, we will we'll look more at that later. But really appreciate it. Hope everyone's having a good day today. What's up, Tech? Feel free to ask questions as we go throughout the show. Um, if it's normal market stuff, if it's on these cards specifically, if it's about sports, whatever it is, we can have the normal discussion like we normally have here on Slabsex Live, just while talking about these super cool high-end cards that Nate nor I will ever be able to own something like this, most likely. But <laughs> very but, unlikely. But it's uh it's it's fun to look at, I gotta say that much. So 
We will start here with this Patrick Mahomes. This is a 2017 crack dice PSA 10 numbered out of 25. I'm going to pull up that current bid here just so I do know what we're talking about, what this is at right now. Um, this is one of his single best cards, obviously. Next is 2017 National Treasures RPA. His Prism Gold, Gold Vinyls. There's a Gold Final 9.5 also in this auction. But my choice always goes to autographs, especially on card when it comes to, you know, which card would you rather have type of thing. And between this and the Prism Gold Vinyl, I'd rather have this. And the bid's showing that right now for whoever is bidding on it too because it's at $80,000. For the correct as PSA 10, I feel a little worried holding in my hand right now. So let me set that down for a second. Um, but the gold vinyls are 50... even gone to even try to touch it. <laughs> the gold vinyls at 55k. You know, Nate showed ding corners, didn't just happen to get ding in corners. So let's let's make sure Nate and Nate's hands stay. That's far. true. That was uh that was a show name based off of previous history <laughs> on my part. Oh, uh, love it. Love Specifically it. Ronald Acuna. Uh Nate, Will wants to go halvesies with you on the trout red, just so you know. All right. Um, I'll do a half a dollar and you do the other half. <laughs> uh, but as for this Mahomes, the last sale of this card was 336 grand. But the what, thing about this Ooh. card, you, it's a, that's a big number, right? That's a big number. Um, last season wasn't going like amazing for the Chiefs. There's obviously a lot of other AFC teams who are playing better. So I even feel like right now with you know how Mahomes has been playing, they actually played tonight against the Raiders um, starting pretty soon here. We could see a pretty high number for this card. And the other reason why is because you look and you see NTRPA numbered off 99, numbered off 25, numbered off 5, 10, whatever. They're ending in just about every single auction that there could possibly be. But when it comes to this one, I mean, at least from what I'm seeing here, the last sale I've noticed of this card in an auction was last December. So it's like a year ago. And I feel like the year's at the point to where if there's like super, super rare cards that don't sell within the year, there at least is another enough bitter buildup to see, you know, where it might go from there. Nate, I know that obviously the market's doing its thing right now, trending up, trending down, whatever. Um, 30, 336K, do you think it's a realistic target given the Chiefs' expectations this year versus last year at that point? Ooh, I Well, I mean, expectations aside, I don't think it's a realistic goal because of what we've seen the Just, last 10 months of the year. It's in general. Yeah. But I it, still think it will sell for a very, very, very large sum of money. Yeah, and no doubt. And even I got I do have to say, you know, some of the things you see is when there is like the same card in the, in the different auctions throughout the months, 10 times over because people are trying to sell and get that money out. That's when you start to see the drastic drops in prices. Like we won't really know, at least on this specific card, what a year time frame will do against each other. Because the next guy we're going to talk about within the last year you probably would have been pretty happy buying him a year ago. Who do you think we're going to grab next name? Don't say that. Well, you can, you can grab the card if you think you want to. Um, are we going to talk about John Morant? No. Erling Holland? Yes. Although John Morant would probably oh, fall in the same category. I don't actually want to grab the card. He doesn't want to touch any of the cards. All right, next one we're talking about is going to be Erling Holland. So if you did buy Erling Holland a year ago, you'd probably be pretty satisfied with sitting there right now. And if you were selling today, um, you at least have to be excited about the total goals scored so far for Manchester City. Ooh. This is an orange refractor. And in the Champions League, right? And in the Champions League. He's got three on the year, four on the year, and three Champions League matches, I think, as well, which is pretty crazy uh, in and of itself. But this one is a 2019 Topps Chrome orange refractor number 25 from Topps Chrome Bundesliga. Now, this card, we just posted on Instagram earlier, actually comparing it to a different one we have on the table here um, of his kind of superstar youngster counterpart. And the thing about this one is that this is from the 2019 Topps Chrome Bundesliga set, which has just got like a very low amount of colors available in the set. 
I'm going to grab it right now actually to compare it to it, to put them side by side, because this one is the 2017 Topps Chrome Mbappe Orange uh, 25.9.5. When you talk about young soccer players that people are buying, collecting, investing, whatever it might be, a lot of people I feel are kind of going between these two. Um, and when you look at the two, this card, the Mbappe, came out in 2017, earlier than 2019. However, because it was the Bundesliga set, there's no purples and there's no blues. Now, that's 400 different colors that aren't accounted for right there already, where with this, it's just green out of 99, gold out of 50, orange out of 25, red out of 10, and super factor one of one. Mm-hmm. Now, for the Mbappe as well, you add in blue and purple. That's still super small compared to football, basketball, baseball, and all the other parallels we see throughout those, I especially. Tops Chrome 2022 had... Like thirty Magenta out of three ninety nine <laughs> and blue wave, blue aqua, night night vision. <laughs> so it really does come down to the how much supply is available in these two. There's not a whole lot out there, obviously. Um, for the Holland specifically, if you look at back in uh, April, there was a sale for a nine point five. It was at twenty two thousand eight hundred dollars. Uh, that is obviously a hefty sum of money. Like there's no doubt that yeah, I want to downplay that amount of money. However, however. The auction closes on the 20th, and I'm looking right now, and the current bid after buyer's premium is at $21,600. I think that's the exact – no, that's not the exact same number I said. The other one is $22,800. This one's already at $21,600. There's still 10 10 days left and extended bidding. So I think that just kind of goes to show that, like, well, yes, the market has – a vast majority of things, you know, decreased in value, mostly because of the supply. People are trying to get some money out, this and that. You know, these two cards right here on the screen now, not being seen that often and, you know, being top players in their sport, you never know. And at least, obviously that Holland, I think, is pretty safe to say it's going to sell for higher than the last mm-hmm. one. Mahomes will have to see what happens depending on the bidding war. I feel like I've heard all about Holland. Yeah. All year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't heard anything about Mbappe. I assume he's playing well. He is playing well. Now, interesting about him is that he doesn't actually have – he might have one or no assists on the year. So – Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe are all playing super well right now. I think they've only drew one league match and then against Benfica also in the Champions League. But he scored a ton of goals. So he's the Colin Sexton of uh, – Oh, no. Don't give him that tag. Of uh, La Liga? Don't, uh, no. no. League, league one. League one. Yeah. Well, no. I Don't even get remotely close to it. He can, <laughs> he, he can dish the ball. He has had a lot of assists in his career. And he also is going to be playing the World Cup. You look at these two. One of these guys is going to be in the World Cup next month, and it isn't Holland, it is Mbappe for France. And he's going for back-to-back World Cups. So if you are making a you know a perspective buy right now in October, and if you're watching right now, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Even if you're not a soccer fan, because just about every non-soccer fan, if you collect cards, have heard of these two players. Even Nate does. Even I know. <laughs> but Even I know before having to get into soccer, I knew who Holland and Mbappe were, the- along with Messi and Ronaldo. Those were the only four. Neymar. 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 And like random, random uh, Gareth Bales. <laughs> Harry Kane's who are. Harry Kane. <laughs> but uh, if you were looking, you know, to make a bet on one of these two players, even if you can't buy the Carter financially or not, just figuratively, would you go with the Holland who might be on track to break the Premier League, Premier League scoring record? Or the Mbappe who could be playing in the World Cup and winning back-to-back World Cups by the time he's age 23? Each of them are massive accomplishments. The Mbappe one has not been seen very often. Um, neither has the Holland one, though. I mean, if you hit over 50 goals in a Premier League season, it hasn't been done in the current format. Dixie Dean back in 1927 in English competition had 60. But he, if he does over 60, then we're talking crazy business, right? 
So I think if you if I forgot I can do the poll thing. I don't have the studio up right now. But drop in the comments which player you'd rather go with, you know, right now for for this World Cup is Nate's going to see if he can get a little poll going there as he's trying to use a touchscreen that doesn't work. It doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, text says, Thierry Henry. Tyler, Tyler, thanks for the comment. One thing I like about the Mahomes is that it is a full auto rather than his current auto, which is much shorter. I 100% agree with that. I can take the card out really quick. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Those cards, isn't this isn't this just magnificent, the Mbappe? Oh, yes. Just the whole whole orange everywhere i mean that looks so good that does i love the color these 2017 tops chromes baseball 2 2018 mm -hmm. and even 2019 holland because they take up the entire card it's gorgeous uh tech says mbappe but tyler back to tyler's point one thing i like about mahomes is that a full it's his full auto rather than his current auto which is much shorter the current auto is literally just like the p and the squiggle and then i just i think another squiggle uh, that's kind of like Giannis. I mean, Giannis is 2013 gold standard on-car jersey auto. He's got his beautiful Greek signature. You can find the Spectra that has it too. But even like his National Treasures and Immaculate Patch autos, they've got the shorter, just a little, you know, GA loop thing. Um, I think there's definitely something to be said for full signatures early in players' careers, having bigger, uh, more softer cards, you know, more softer prices sometimes, I think, comparatively. Like gold standard isn't, at least today, a very hot set, but that Giannis sells extremely well, extremely, extremely well, I think, for reasons like you said, that auto. Not working? Mm, <laughs> need the uh, old P word. <laughs> uh, you want me to text you quick? Yeah. I just sent Nate uh, a password here. He said the P word. I'm he's talking password. <laughs> he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tom's got a question here. Tom's got a question. We'll put that. We'll put the Mbappe and Holland back out there quick. Oh, well, stink. that's not gonna work anyways. All right, it's not gonna work. We're all good. We got we got some comments there. Tom says, Aaron, question is Kamavinga a possible speculation play? Is that what that's trying to say? Post spec. Don't mind long term instead of short term. I grabbed a couple of PSA nine Chromaoki uh, one nine one ninety nine all in like forty dollars each. So not super painful if not, but upside. Um, Tom, what I gotta say is. Any player that's young, plays on Real Madrid, plays for France, that's a combination of potential hype and potential success, especially in the trophy department, and then obviously prices going up. Now, he'll have to do some well individually himself, and he'll also have to actually get numbers in La Liga to have that thing go up in price. However, I would say if you were looking to grab something else, like Topps Chromaoki, I think that while it's a fun, cheap rip for buying cards and holding and maybe values going up, I'd say it's like, lower tiers out there you know it's in a lower tier than tops finest tops merlin chrome even tops chrome champions like although i'm not a fan of the 2020 set at all i'm um, not saying that you maybe made a bad buy because i think you could probably you know if, if Kamavinga works out still make a little bit of money but you know if you are looking to double down like i think like you can pretty much get some of those like even refractor merlin autographs for some pretty good prices right now he is not a defender he's a midfielder um exact role in the midfield I don't know if it's like a central attacking mid or a defending mid. I think he's more on the attacking mid side, though. Could be on the defending mid side, though, if anyone is more uh, astute to the the intricacies between the positions. I try my best to learn and to, to understand. All right. Next up on the list. Nate, you just take your pick, except for your favorite, I think, because I think I want to let you uh, all sit right. on that one. Um, well, let's do – should we do the du this duo yeah, one at a time? Yeah, let's do the duo. All right, we've got two 
tennis cards here. So how long does it go like this? This should work, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. That looks good. All right. So. Hmm. Well, sunny. Classic. There you go. The OCD with cards is kicking in. What's up, Joel? How are we doing? All right. So what we're looking at here right now, both from 2003 Net Pro, both on-card autos, both dual authentic match-worn patches. Is is this 2003, are these both the years they debuted, or is this like it was just Net Pro randomly uh, did cards this year? So this was like the first real like pack issued set of each because like serena williams definitely was like 96 si for kids she had 96 rookie roger fetter his debut i'm sure it was before um before 2003 yeah 1998 okay so yeah so while these aren't necessarily like rookie cards i look at this like you've got a max verstappen Patch auto from Dynasty. People are going to buy the heck out of it, but not necessarily the first year he started driving an F1. These two cards are a little bit different, though. So on the top here, this is like the same exact looking card, but if you flip it over, it's actually numbered out of 100. So this one's 98 out of 100. And then if you flip over this one, the Roger Federer, it's 21 out of 25. So far, far rarer. And on the slab, it actually says like prototype on there. Autograph bonus 25. Yeah, it says prototype there. So I don't know the exact intricacies around this 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 Federer release versus this Serena release. But in essence, I imagine this was some type of promotional card or something around there to where you weren't pulling this exact one out of a pack. However, that doesn't mean it doesn't come with huge price tag because that Federer has sold multiple times um, over the last year or some change for diff- drafts, drastically different prices. So there was a BGS nine that most recently sold actually on PWCC's uh, premier auction back in May. That was forty three thousand dollars. Yeah, forty three grand. This is nine five. The last nine point five sold through PWCC thick, fixed price for one hundred and ten grand. And the highest sale of all time in this card was over a year and a half ago, May of twenty twenty one. Kind of when we saw a lot of that like big prices: MJ, LeBron, Goat, this, that, Tiger Woods. No matter who it was, Serena even too. 181k was the highest price of all time in that fetter. Now, since then, he has announced his retirement from tennis. Uh, he played in his last competition, and we'll see what that maybe does in some form to the prices. Obviously, he, it's not he like won a competition recently or won one of the majors. Um, Carlos Alcaraz, the the young prospect, grabbed the U.S. Open title, which was huge hype for just soccer in general, or not soccer, tennis, and tennis cards like these. Um, just getting more people to look at them, understand them, because Nepro released the individual ones of Carlos Alcaraz. So we'll see, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see what these do. But, oh, as for Serena, I, I forgot to give the numbers on those. There was a PSA 8 with a 10 autograph that sold for 66K back on August 27, 2022. Um, I do want to see what that Federer's bid is at right now, though, because, like, looking at it, like, this is, this is probably, like, one of, if not the biggest tennis card that's been made. Um, and it's currently around oh, just over 20 grand. So it does have some ways to go. But it's just really cool seeing these two in person because you've got the SI for kids, but really these are like the first intro to like high intense anything. And then you've got some of the older ones, um, really high produced stuff. Sports card Harry. Federer won number off the amount of majors he won. Oh, I say he's saying Federer is the number one tennis player off the amount of majors he won. Would have been cool to be 20 out of 25. Oh, I see. Yes. 
Yeah, he's 19 I, out of 25. Yeah, 21 okay. out of 25. I'm understanding. Now. Yes, he did win 20 Grand Slams. Or if he wasn't a bum and just won one more. <laughs> What's the Serena hat? Uh, 98 out of 100. She wasn't a bum and won like 60 more. <laughs> just digging it. Don't mind me. Just driving home. We are not minding you. Don't worry at all. Be safe. <laughs> Tom says, I really like the look of Merlin from outsider of football perspective. I do love Merlin. And it also plays off the old like 1996 with the David Beckham and everything. It just feels like, man, I know you love the, the oh, English I, I, vibe. I was going to try to catch you there. Uh, you do love to use some Merlin, though. I was gearing up to agree with you about loving Merlin, and then you really caught me off guard. I was about to agree with you on your whole love of English <laughs> Premier. He, he can't even say Prem- the Premier League. The Premier League. <laughs> um, but I do love Merlin. As a as an also a soccer outsider, so to speak, I don't buy a ton of soccer. I have had a lot of fun buying up Merlin blasters and opening them up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's legitimately a great time. <laughs> Nate loves ripping packs. If you want to know one thing about Nate and his card history, it's ripping packs above everything. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> even when even when I wasn't huge into cards and Aaron would still haul me along to card shows, I didn't buy singles, but I did buy boxes. 2015 Bowman, you were on it. And I got slapped around by those boxes <laughs> for the last eight years. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. Um, Bazooka Tom, speaking of Merlin, I ripped some blasters of Merlin last night. I have no idea what I'm looking for. Great cards, but are there any good rookies in there? One of ones, Tom. You're looking for one of ones. Uh, I've seen apparently three have been pulled from blasters of Merlin. So, that's crazy. Uh, that's what I'm aiming for every time I open it. <laughs> like, I don't care who the players is. Give me a one on one. Gavi has his rookie from Barcelona. It's the biggest chase. Jonathan David um, for Lille and for Canada. Anthony Alonga. Anthony Alonga for Manuel, although he has not gotten much playing time recently. It wasn't doing that well this year. He's getting a lot of playing time last year. Let me ask you a question real quick, off off topic, but on topic of Merlin. Uh, Sidney Ray Baker, 17 years old, but apparently went down a division. Uh, Not the top division in Germany. You know anything about him? Should I be excited about having pulled a blue wave or not? Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. I, well, people were spending crazy money on him right when his cards came out because I think that age, people hear Mukoko, 17, 16, get excited about the next guy. Couldn't tell you a lick about if he's actually okay. any good or not, but I know people. So I just, should probably sell. I should probably sell one of the hypes there. <laughs> Unless he gets a big move, then uh, I guess you're out of luck. All right. Next card. Well, actually, let's make sure there's no comments. Uh, oh, we actually did get a comment here from Joel. Are these cards you guys own? Sorry, just got here. Can 100% confirm these are not cards we own. We do have some cards from our Wish. vault over there, but uh, they are not uh, They are not these. Yeah, why don't you pull them out really quick? Uh, Appreciate it, I, I wish I owned some of these, but um, I can confirm that at no point in my life will I, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> the next monster, Stadium 974. Oh, we do own that. We do own that. Well, not really. <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of <laughs> but Nate and I had a little pack wars say here at the uh, PWCC HQ with some uh, some Qatar sticker packs. This is the first sticker pack to open this year. And I happened to pull Stadium 974. And I pulled the Jeremy Doku blue. Blew Aaron out of the water with this blue. Not Yeah, you did. But not to mention, you look at that stadium and you think, wow, looks like you push it over. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it's built on stilts. All right, well, Force was uh, – Nice enough to actually go and grab out some of our cards from the vault. So why don't we – and these cards specifically, 
were bought on the PWCC weekly auction, but during our FlipQuest live episodes. Now, the first one wasn't, so I'm just going to show it. <laughs> Nate, Nate needs a little bit of background imagery there. Uh, this one is just part of my collection, uh, Chelsea collection. Very excited about Reese James uh, for multitude of reasons, but I want to focus on ones, the, the bigger ones that we have not been able to show yet. Ones that people will care about from good teams? We there are two Chelsea fans in the room. I was going to say. My first time commenting, and that's going to be what I comment. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to mention, I don't see Arsenal cards in here. I think it's because their players aren't that good. Well, you know, next year, 2023 Champions League, there will be <laughs> Arsenal cards. It's going to be amazing. First year Arsenal rookie or Champions League rookies of uh, Saka and Martinelli and uh, Gabriel. Well, probably not Gabriel Jesus, but Was whatever. That the, the Arsenal motto, there's always next year. <laughs> I love it. Now that's the Detroit Lions motto. True. The first ones we're going to show here really quick. These are three 2020 cards. There we go. We got one finest in the center, a finest to the right, and a stadium club to the left. We just bought this one like two weeks ago. That's the gold refractor of Jude Bellingham, PSA 9. Really excited for that one uh, with the World Cup coming up and a potential move as well at Chelsea being the top target, although Manchester United might swoop or Real Madrid. But Pedri, Ricciotta, Barcelona, and Spain, super excited. But this one is definitely like the – the riskiest one we've bought for soccer. Um, this is Noel Lang. He is a Dutch national team player, but he's also on Club Bruges for uh, – that is in – I think it's in the Netherlands also. Wait, no. No, it's not. Now I'm doubting myself. I have Portugal. Kidding, I have no idea. Oh, Belgium. Belgian. I knew that. Belgian soccer club. I'm an idiot. But pretty excited about this one. It's yet to be seen if he'll make the roster and get playing time, but you know how those one-on-ones react when a player really uh, builds on his legacy. So those are the first three, and then we'll show the last three here. We'll just show off six. Nate, I know you want to do the honors. Nope, not there. Oh. Just moving them. <laughs> Whew. hands, brother. What is that? <laughs> Ooh. The trifecta. These were the three that we grabbed a little over a month ago. The three on-card Erling Holland autographs from Topps Chrome Transcendent. We got the refractor auto in the center here. This one is numbered uh, 25. Oops, I should probably remove the other stuff and put one card in. I was messing with it. We got the Erling Holland. This is a refractor number uh, 25 auto. 7 out of 25. BGSM 5. Have bum service grade, but 10 centering, so kind of cool. And then we got the base auto number of uh, 44. Beautiful. Nate, you can do the honors on the last one. And we have a black. Oh, that am I getting it in there? There you go. We have a black out of 15. BGS 8.5 with the 9.5 centering. No big deal. <laughs> uh, if I can be a salesman for one second, I'd rather have the 9.5 centering on an 8.5 than any other grade. <laughs> well, there we go. Early Holland, three autographs. So, yeah, I mean, smaller one, but really cool color match. There's Joshua Kimmich, number five, red, nine, five for Bayern Munich in Germany. And those are the ones we had in our uh, in our FlipQuest vault. And then also, I, I think that these, uh, the oranges, those happen to be with it too. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, we'll slide those back over for us so those don't fall off the table. Um, Bazooka Tom says, so I have some cards in the PWCC vault and have been thinking about using it for memorabilia. Do either of you have anything in there but cards in there? Well, first of all, right at this moment, I don't think we have anything in there other than cards. However, we've got a comic going soon. 
But we have to preview today. We don't have to. I'm saying we have here to preview today. This is a signed Babe Ruth baseball baseball with the JSA and Beckett uh, authentication on that thing. And, yes, uh, PWCC is getting big into the memorabilia game right now. Game-worn Steph Curry jerseys, game-worn Steph Curry shoes. There's like a Kobe All-Star uh, game-worn shoes in this auction running right now. We'll show here on the platform in a little bit. And then this Babe Ruth baseball right here signed. That ball looks extremely old to me. Yeah, it does. Just, just from the, the naked eye. Multicolored seams. <laughs> yeah. Super old ball. Nice autograph. I wonder on that. what the other auto is. There's clearly another auto on there underneath. Yeah, it's quite. I'm curious who else signed it. Quite scuffed off. Hard to tell. But that's definitely Babe Ruth. If I, uh, if my very keen authenticating, I had to say so myself. <laughs> I can't read that one. <laughs> uh, can I hold that? Yeah. I've not been able to actually hold the, the Babe Ruth. Nate, Nate made a comment earlier. Was it chewed up by, uh, by a, a dog? By a dog, yeah. <laughs> Slobbered on a little bit. Sandlot. Legendary movie. Very cool Babe Ruth ball right here. But, yes, Bazooka Tom. Um, if I did, so actually. <laughs> Baby Ruth? Never heard of <laughs> I did bring up earlier. Some more, some more what? <laughs> I haven't. I've seen it like three times. What? Like, no, th- it said three times. Within like a three-year period. But I can't remember the, the exact one right there. <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> it's just dying right now. Um, as for the memorabilia, though. So I brought up earlier. You know Wendy Peppercorn is? Yes, I know Wendy Peppercorn. Oh, hey, I've seen this movie. I know. All right, all right, all right. We'll move on. They just picking out like the smallest of quotes and and going after me. Um, either way, I said I've got some memorabilia that I can maybe put in the vault. Game worn Frank Kaminsky signed and inscribed with his shoe number on it. Shoes, Charlotte Hornets. They look super ugly, but ugly shoes. But they're very cool and it's a very nice gift from Roadshow Cards. I have a signed. Fernando Tatis bat, but it might be worth more as firewood now than uh, or an actual baseball bat or an actual baseball <laughs> bat. I was getting ready. The worst part is I had been prepping a mount for that to put on the wall behind me for my live streams, and then like two days later, before I got it up, he gets suspended. I said, "Well, I'm not putting it on my wall now." Seriously, I mean, you've had that bat for how long? For how long? Multiple years. For real. Um, why don't we stay with the theme of the eyeball stuff? And let's put in this next thing. So this right here, I've got to say. Too big for a screen. <laughs> I am not, I'm not any video game expert in any sort of way. But what I do know is that Mario is popular. I do really like playing video games. But from the, I'm saying expert meaning like, this one's got this wrap like this, so it gets a 9.4 and an A+. Plus. Like, I couldn't tell you anything. I couldn't either. <laughs> I also – I don't know the last time I played actual Mario, you know, jumping in the pipes and <laughs> hitting the blocks. But um, there is a movie coming out, and if we learned anything from the Spider-Man PMG that Dave sold forever ago, it's uh, – On Premiere Auction, too. On Premiere Auction, it's always good time to time something like this with – news and the big news right now is that chris pratt did not do an italian accent for mario and they got rid of his butt <laughs> thanks to force yeah <laughs> uh, but i definitely have played this game not this exact one like the on the nes but i uh played lots of super mario games on the game boy the game boy color and then even as recent as the wii where they had just the ultimate super mario bros didn't the wii come out when you were like three uh, it's probably like just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Wait, no, I really? was legit, I was legit like seven or eight. What? 
I thought I was making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Would it come out when you were what thirty? <laughs> uh, well, this is a beautiful game right here. It is a nine point four with an A plus grade by Wada, uh, one of the biggest, or if not the biggest, video game um, graders. And something I heard was, if the Nintendo on the left was actually on the right, would that make it worth a hundred grand? The Bros. Uh, bros. Oh, the Bro. So there's two additions to the title, um, and if it it's coined left bros if it were a left bros edition it is uh known to be one of the first prints before a graphic redesign okay okay interesting well it's like the uh it's like the uh uh cal or bill ripkin era card <laughs> yeah so, wait when you say left bros do you really mean if the bros yeah, was, bros was moved was, left was moved under yeah the M more so oh uh, mario i don't know if mario was exactly the same or was shipped as well but the issue then was that mario was uh blocking part of bros and that it didn't uh didn't look too good so they completely reprinted and uh very few left bros made it out on circuit wow so while this is not the hundred thousand dollar version it's still worth like 15 grand or something around there 10, 10 15 K, which is bonkers to me. Well, the, I can't believe somebody had this game. Never in my life did I buy it. a video game as a child and not open it and not play. It. I was going to bring up the exact thing to you. Cause you've, you've said this a couple other times on, on the podcast with us, which makes sense. I mean, I'm the same exact way. Like I don't think, yeah, of all my years, there's never one game. I just like stuck in the closet. Yeah. There's been packs. I've stuck in the closet. There's been cars that protected well, but, and while I'm on the subject, soapbox for me for two seconds. Uh, the people that are like dying, like the kid that put the 101 in the sticker yeah. booklet and people were dying. That's what cards are for. Yeah, right. For being used, you know, kids. Like, yeah, occasionally a kid's going to end up with a Fernando Tatis cam out of 25 that he doesn't know is worth anything. And he's going to touch it up and stuff. Oh, well, it's what it's for. Seriously. Now that here's the deal, though. Especially with the one of one or one of one Hoyman uh, Son is what it was. Mm-hmm. If that's in that book, I don't really care. Like, if you're like a, let's say that you were a buyer that wanted to get that in your collection because the kid outgrows it, doesn't want whatever. It's like that's got some history to it, man. Like that's cool that that kid pulled that one point, stuck in the book, buy the whole book, and that's a collectible in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, and and it was used for what it was supposed to be for. Yeah. It's a, quite literally a sticker. Definitely. Made as a sticker mm-hmm. to be used as a sticker. And that's how they were collected for years on years on years back in uh, in Europe and everything like that in Brazil and South America. And all the Pele stickers are stuck in the books and everything. Um, there was a good good comment here from uh, Bazooka Tom. I don't know. Tiny Ball just seems like a better place than my basement where it could fade. That's a good point. We were talking about that. Uh, you know, like cards don't take up like a whole lot of space. I mean, yeah, they're not, you know, they're not nothing. But like it's a slab. It's thin. You can stack a bunch of them. When it comes to memorabilia, wax especially when you're talking about not wanting to rip it nate mm-hmm. um or or like babe ruth balls and jerseys and and stuff like that some people obviously like display them. I mean, you know if you have a pc and you want to display it display it if it's not if it's like you know hey i've got this investment thing or whatever it might be or you want to just keep your collection safe it's like to store that safely if it's in a safe whatever it just takes a lot and uh very easy to put into like pwcc vault they got so much so much space here so much Security, all that stuff, where it can be a, a big, uh, big difference for it, no doubt. Yeah. And it's insured, it's imaged. It's- there you go. Yep, insured image 360. If it's in the uh, the premier auction, everything. Otherwise, you know, even just the scans is, is awesome too. It saves me a, so much time. I guess that's that's one of the biggest things that I look at and uh, I'm excited about. 
All right. What do we want next? We got a couple ones left here. Four, I believe. Uh, Let's save these two for last because I think they're probably the coolest left. Let's go to the hockey one to start, or this time. All right. Next up. Jordan, I will get to that question very quickly after at least I preview this card for a second. Nathan McKinnon, this is a 2013 The Cup patch R number out of 99, BGS 9. And on this one, it's got a BGS 10 auto. Now, his autograph does get streaky on some cards, but uh, pretty, pretty bold here. It's got the two-color patch. The Cup is one of the most important sets for um, hockey every single year. Currently for 2020, Kirill Kaprizov, Keandre Miller, um, Lafreniere, all of their The Cup patch autos have not released and we're getting up to releasing 2022-2023 product for hockey. We are so far behind right on Upper Deck releasing the Cup. It's not even funny. It's probably it's way more delayed than any Panini release that I've ever complained about. And it's really frustrating. But take that aside. The Cup, always a legendary release. Going back to 2005. Um, it went back, I think, a little bit prior to that. But 2005, Ovechkin and Crosby's cards are so expensive. Uh, McDavid's super expensive from 2015. And Nathan McKinnon won his first Stanley Cup this past season uh, with the Avalanche, put on some amazing performances. He had one goal that I'll never forget when he blitzed up that left side and just absolutely destroyed them. Um, is awesome. But definitely one of his single best cards. I mean, you compare it to McDavid, and, and McDavid blows his price out of the water with this might sell for. Uh, I believe the last one sold for around 20 grand with a three-color patch. But, I mean, you're talking to McDavid on a nine from the cup. It's multiple multiples of that. Um just want to check really quick. Let's see. The last one that sold as a BGS 9, 56 grand. So that's a little bit actually lower than I thought I was going to do. So if it does 20, it's a little over, you know, two and two and a half times there or something around that. But still, that's that's quite a bit higher than the than the McKinnon itself. And he's got a cup and McDavid doesn't at this point. But McDavid, obviously, one of the most talented players that we've really ever seen. And we'll love to see what he does. Now, Jordan, as for your question about soccer. And Manny uh, gave his thoughts too. Aaron and Nate, people have been anticipating a boom in the soccer car market leading up into the World Cup for a long time, but no real signs of this yet. Thoughts? Yeah, Jordan, uh, we've covered this uh, a few different ways, different live streams, podcasts. Andrew's doing our Road to the World Cup series right now, highlighting the different groups, different players are watching each group. Great stuff from Andrew coming out every Saturday morning. But the thing about the World Cup this year is that, yes, I think there's going to be excitement around. Yes, I think people are buying cards, selling cards. PWCC is doing all their different auction events for three different weeks, which is going to be really, really awesome leading up to the World Cup and during the group stages. Um, but for me, it was just the timing just did not work out as maybe those people who bought specifically to sell at this World Cup were hoping for. You're talking about you know an overall global economy that's changed over the last year and a half. You're talking about this happening in November, which was scheduled. So it's not like this was unforeseen, but the more you kind of feel it as it builds up, you kind of feel the effects of it. Schedule in November when there's multiple other sports going. You've got baseball that's winding down. You've got basketball that's starting, you've got hockey that's starting, football that's midseason, college football, um, Formula One still going. Like, there's just so many other things to pay attention to, to where if this did happen in the summer, and it's one of the only things going outside of baseball, and obviously like Formula One. I bet that there would be a lot more excitement and talk around it than maybe what there is right now. Now, does that mean that this, you know, I'm not even going to use Mbappe as an example because it's going to take a lot for people to really get his cards going up in value because they're just so expensive. But like Jeremy Doku playing for Belgium, not this exact thing. This is a blue sticker on an eight pole. Cool, cool, cool item, but not, you know, one of his top rookies from like 2020. If he has a goal or he has two goals in the tournament, he, he might score none. Okay, he might score none too. But if he does do something like that, 
I bet you his cards will get super hot. Not for me saying like, hey, go and buy every single player you know, and they might get hot if they score because that might probably that probably won't work out. You know, it's like you're gambling at that point. But if you have a player that you collect that you like long term to pass this World Cup, it wouldn't be a bad idea to like have one in the back pocket to where if something does happen and their prices do get affected. You see it every single week in the NFL. Well, I know that the NFL is different, but this is like the biggest world event. Like TJ Hawkinson cards like double in price every day in a big week. It's true. You're telling Jeremy Doku doesn't has two goals in the World Cup group stages, which would be a lot. But if he does, like his cards would for sure go up in value. And it, that's what we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen a World Cup happen when the card market has been bigger than what it was in 2018, especially soccer cards. We did have the Euro last summer as a preview, and there was definitely a little bit of movement there. But um, you know, something like that I think is gonna be interesting to watch. So where maybe the overall market you can't really see the shift. Like I bet you once performances are happening, you can you can start to feel a little bit. Hey, real quick, Tech said I have a bunch of Funko Pops. Talk about taking up room. Did you see that PSA grades Funko yep. Pops? They're actually grading the cases now. Like the actual boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So before they were authenticating them, especially if they're signed, they'd authenticate them, but now they're actually gonna be doing the the grading. I think it's like 40 bucks to get one graded. I know uh Brewtown has a bunch of I think Legolas Funko Pops signed by, Orla- by Orlando Bloom and 11 Funko Pops signed by Millie Bobby Brown. Why didn't I know that? I actually was looking at one on eBay. Why? Um, I don't know why I didn't tell you. I just <laughs> thought about it now. They should get them graded. They should. Tech says, I see a small bump right before and during the World Cup, but next World Cup in the U.S. will be huge for the market. You can actually see the uptick in different TV stations showing games. So, yes, that's a big point also that Tech brought up is that this these games are going to be happening between like 5 a.m. Eastern time or Central time and like 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. Eastern time. Whereas if it is in North, North America happening in Canada, United States, Mexico, um, you're going to be able to see those games. You're going to be able to you know, feel the excitement. And it's going to happen during the summer when there's not you know, super Wait, busy seasons. what time seasons. is that? It's going to be in the morning? This year? Yeah. Yeah, like 5 a.m. to like 1. Well, one I'm definitely morning. not watching that. Well, well they, they, they go throughout the day. So like your time will start like 3, 5, 7, and like probably 9. So in the morning, you can probably catch two of them or something. The cool. group stages. But yeah, it's it, it is definitely different. It's definitely uh, going to affect it. I think. All right, next up, this is one of the cards that I would say like has pretty much defined um, the modern market in a sense. You know, you can say what you want, and I will say what I want to about the patches from these cards. These in particular are player worn. I think mm-hmm. they are. So these are a little bit better than uh. Yeah, hold up. Pretty. There you go. Oh. Yeah, I think you can see it. You player. That, right? There you go. Yeah, player worn. All right. So, player worn, like from 2019, much better than 2020, not associated, and much better than 2021, not associated. But even, even player worn people, sometimes, you know, especially longtime collectors, like game worn or nothing else. Um, I think this is one of the cards, along with design, along with any other Luca, Trey. That just kind of like divi- defines the modern market. The 2019 National Treasures John Morant rookie patch auto. People spend insane amount of money on these cards. Like you look at the cracked ice Mahomes, and you're like, all right, Super Bowl MVP, one of the most prestigious football sets ever made. PSA 10, uh 25, like all the right stuff going for itself for like 336k, which is a big number regardless. Then you go and you look at John Morantz, who at the time that this thing sold was definitely like on the way up and was pretty hot in general in the market, but no MVP, no, no 
national or no NBA championship game. The 9.5 BGS 9.5 gem mint. This is an SGC 1010 gem mint. The 9.5 sold for $312,000. Was that jersey numbered? I feel like there was a situation where one of those was jersey numbered. Ooh, Nate with the good thoughts here. Um, There was a situation where one was jersey numbered, but I want to say it's a BGS 8 that sold for like 250K. Okay. Here. Uh, and I'm actually going to type in he's 12, right? Yeah, so it was a PSA 8 that sold for 550K as a jersey number. But no, the, the BGS 9.5 non-jersey number sold for 312K back April 16th of 2022. So people definitely go crazy for these. Um, this is probably one of the more expensive cards that we've shown out here so far. And uh, we will definitely see see where it goes from here. But Nate, what do you feel? Like basketball has obviously leveled off, leveled off a lot. People mm-hmm. for the last like year have said, every time I look at basketball cards, they look the same. I see too many basketball cards for the last three years. They're too hyped by you know lots of people, and then I'm just not very interested. Do you feel like that we're going to see more of that same this season, or, or are you to a point now to where maybe it's like, okay, they've, they've dropped enough. They've dropped like 30%, 40%. Um, I mean, personal gut feeling. I don't have any stats to back this up, but personal gut feeling, I feel like we probably hit a point where people have lost enough interest where I think maybe people will start being like, oh, yeah, you know, the the prices dropped from the overexcitement yeah. into a more reasonable price. And now I think we'll see uh, the ability for some of these cards to go back up. And I, I think it depends on what it is, too, obviously. Like that's kind of how the market is in general right now. It's situation based. It's. Is it the right grade? Is it the right card? Is the right serial number? Is the right player? All that different stuff where you kind of get that perfect combination. If you don't have that perfect combination, it is a prism-based PSA 9. That card realistically is never going to gain value ever again. Yeah. Unless player does something drastically different where it can go from $5 to $15. You know, something like that. And you'd have to have so many of those to be able to make good money. Seriously. All right. And not to mention all the time it takes to move them all. Mm Mm-hmm. This one, unless you sell them to PWCC, that's true. Then it does take no time, and you are just clicking flash auction. Good point there. All right, this one right here was, I think, for sure, my favorite vintage in this in this entire auction. It's a 1955 Topps Roberto Clemente rookie PSA eight. I don't know if you got a good look at it yet. I know you're looking at it now. Mm-hmm. How's it look? It looks great. I mean, it looks it looks for for somebody who's seen a decent amount of vintage, but not. Uh, like raw, yeah. You know, none of them have looked that good, right? Do you know it's funny? You, you haven't watched SpongeBob, but the way that we're looking at this card right now reminds you of SpongeBob. For all the SpongeBob fans out there, y'all know the Krusty Krab pizza episode when they open up the pizza box and both SpongeBob and Squidward are looking into the box at the pizza. <laughs> I feel like that what we were just looking at this card at leaning into it, it looks like the pizza, <laughs> the Krusty. <laughs> I'm dying. It's a reference right over my head, but I like it. You'll see it. I'm going to Google it right now and actually just show you. Um, As for this card, just magnificent. Roberto Clemente, of course, obviously passed away tragically at age 37. Last hit of his career was also number 3,000, which is pretty crazy, ending straight right on 3,000. Baseball People in baseball love round numbers. Um, Beautiful that Roberto Clemente got to that round number before ultimately – an untimely uh, plane flight and plane crash. But uh, what a card. I mean, what a magnificent card. There's occasionally like a – I'm not a huge vintage guy, but occasionally you see a vintage card and you're like, yeah, that looks really good. And uh, this is one of those times. I mean, my favorite top sets, people 
don't like horizontal cards nowadays. I mean, you'll get horizontal cards. Like we got one right here, like the Serena Williams and the Roger Federer, where it doesn't matter. Like people are going to buy it. It's a patch auto, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you look at like 55 and 56 tops, in my opinion, like 56 tops is one of the best top sets ever made. And that's horizontal. But people, especially when like the Tisa's rookie release, dude, people hated that. People were like, I'm never buying that rookie because it's horizontal. And then they did. And then they did. Wait, they did? You're saying? And yeah, and then yeah. they okay, did. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. No, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So they did end up buying it. But uh, I, I I have no hard feelings against, against horizontal cards. I actually like how they did this back in the day with the portrait shot and then kind of like the, you know, actionist shot. Like um, Jackie Robinson signing that in the home base was is so awesome with the 56 tops card. Yes, Johnny, we are in Tigered right now at the PWCC vault. All right. We have one card remaining here to share. We've got a few minutes left. Nate, I don't let you go for this. By far, by far, the coolest card that we have shown this day, and that includes the contender's cracked ice of Mahomes. But this card is beautiful, and I have never seen it before. A Reggie White ended last night on the weekly auction. Um, Precious Metal Gems out of 15. And also a um, uh, there's another Packer player, and I can't remember. It's Freeman. Was it Verizon? I thought it's Freeman. Was it? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, Antonio Freeman. Yep, Antonio Freeman for three thousand dollars. BGS nine. Um, I can't even imagine what Jerry Rice goes for. Uh, the the uh, Reggie White ended up going for eighteen grand. This card is insane. The Jerry Rice Green PMG out of fifteen. You can see that there. Fifteen of fifteen. Fifteen one fifty. No, I know, but yeah, yeah but it's of, the, of the green. Yeah, it's number fifteen. Should I move it up a little bit? Yeah, you can see it. We're good. Okay. What a card. And yeah, so good. I, I was gonna point that out is that you know, for those that don't know much about the uh the older PMGs, the new modern ones, you get a hockey one. Um, if it's not the retro set from 2020, but if it's like 2015 McDavid, it's gonna be like numbered out 49 if it's a blue or something like that. Like Nate pointed out, 15 number out 150. That's the last green that was printed. PSA six. Now, this card, this card's gonna sell for a ton. Uh, I looked up to see what a red sold for. Reds are out of 150, and it's the rest of the 135. The last red sold BGS 8.5 for $26,000 as a red. That was back on October 2nd. Um, this one has never sold from what I found publicly, like an auction or anything like that. So your, your guess is as good as mine. Um, the PMG is always extremely difficult to grade. And specifically, these football ones are always very interesting because this is like he's basically like sitting in flames right here. Um a lot of the uh, the basketball ones are like in the universe, you know, like like Jordan and stuff. But when it comes to rarity alone, not seeing stuff pop up, probably of all of these, this is the rarest card. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's all. Right. That's definitely from a, from a who cares about the grade standpoint, just card yeah, yeah. specifically. Whereas like this could be a four and it'd probably sell for just as much as yeah. if it was a six or something similar to it. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. We are looking a little spiffy. I get well, I'm looking more spiffy than normal with a polo. Don't I got like a sweatshirt on here? That's true. Um, Aaron's uh, looking looking uh, spiffy for the first time in <laughs> a while. 
All right. Well, to end today's stream, I just want to go on here really quick and just preview a couple of the uh, the different higher end items that are ending. Um, obviously, a lot of stuff super expensive, but if you do have a shot and you do want to bid in you know, this auction, pwccmarketplace.com is where you find it. There's 424 different items ending right now, um, at some, as big as Tom Brady, Contenders Ticket Championship BGS9 with a 10 auto number of 100 at $1.6 million already ending in 10 days. That's going to sell for some crazy amount. Mike Trout Red Auto out of five, BGS 9.5. Barely see those things show up. Big Luca NT, another Luca NT, but there's the Shohei Otani red and the contenders that we just showed. This massive Jordan and a LeBron. This is the exquisite dual patch auto. Super sick card. I like the number pieces with the 23 in the middle of the card. Um, just tons of tons and tons of really crazy stuff. Um, along with this uh, Zion and, and Ja dual NT, uh, not NT, dual flawless logo man right there. Um, now, if you are looking to grab some of the smaller items, it is not just hundreds of thousands of dollars too. There are items, you know, some of these things down $4,000 right now. I'm sure they'll get more bids as the time comes. Um, Kobe Gold, this and that. But you can go in and uh, you do have to apply to get to verify to be bid. Uh, or you have to apply to be verified to be able to bid. But once you do, you can place some bids on these. If you do so want to, uh, Foil, Fractor, Wander, you know, a couple different things down here. Joe Burrow, this and that. But feel free to check out the auction, pwccmarketplace.com. If anyone has any other questions, uh, feel free to ask, but that is going to be the, well, feel free. I'd say DM us on Instagram at Slabstock. It's going to help you navigate that if you need to. Um, but that's going to be it for today's stream. I know we're a little more zoomed out right now, but uh, hope everyone has a great rest of your week. So today's Monday. You're driving back tonight. I'm flying back tomorrow. Um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we do have a multitude of different breaks happening on whatnot, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time with what's brewing for basketball season, preseason tip uh, preview. And then, uh, Thursday, I'm going to do some soccer as well. And then Sunday will be our next uh, flip push stream that we'll be back on. So I think that's all we got for now. I appreciate everyone coming out. We looked at various amount of items. Pretty crazy. Um, obviously, we go to a bunch of card shows and we have in the past couple of years. And you do see higher end pieces. But to actually be just like able to like hold on to them is a whole different ballgame than like looking oh, yeah. through a case. It's I've like, never... Uh... Never thought in a million years I'd touch like a Babe Ruth ball. The real question is, how do they last in this room by yourself with all these items? Well, you got to you got to be trustworthy, <laughs> and you're not making it out of this building. That is true. Cameras everywhere. I was just making a joke, but uh, yeah, no, like super super amazing pieces, and uh, good luck to everyone selling those and all the other ones in the uh, premier the premier auction, um, October twentieth. And if you are looking to sell a perspective one, you can go on hip. Uh, Brock's card shop, Brock at Brock's cards on, on Instagram too. And he will help you out with that. Um, either way, for the first time, we're seeing a big high in video game. sell super Mario bros, three, 9.4 from WADA. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of your week. Thanks for joining us here live from PWCC in Oregon. And we will see you all in the next live stream Sunday night. Flip quest PWCC weekly auction, 9 45 PM Eastern time. See you guys.